Hey friend, welcome to the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I'm your girl and your host, Carrie Lippert Gillespie. I'm a TV and radio personality, an animal welfare advocate, a writer, and a novice house flipper. But most of all, I'm a human being on earth and I love telling the stories of other human beings on earth. And that's what this podcast is about. A no frills, candid look into the ups and downs of being a human. Today's guest is the amazing Melissa Chanel. Melissa wears a lot of hats. She is one part communications manager for Cantu Beauty, an award-winning hair care brand for textured hair, one part blogger, and one part founder of the community, Kicks and Froze. Melissa and I met at a networking event when I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. She was fiery and passionate, and I could tell this is the kind of woman who makes her own rules. Melissa started blogging seven years ago as a way to share the things she loved with others. Her authenticity was immediately magnetic, and soon she started to attract an impressive following. The thought of making money from her blog and partnering with brands she loved seemed almost too good to be true. But taking things day by day proved to be fruitful when a one-off sponsorship deal with Cantu Beauty turned into a full-time gig. It's this same notion of following where the leads take you that led her to start Kicks and Froze, an online community that inspires women to rock their sneakers and their natural hair. What I love most about Melissa's story is that she has never put herself in a box or refused to adjust her sales along the way. Please enjoy my conversation with Melissa Chanel. Welcome to the show, Melissa. I am so happy to have you here. How are you? I am great. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Oh my gosh. We tried to set this up and we had it set up and then we had a couple of things come up, but we are finally here recording this episode and I'm so excited to share your story with all my listeners because I think you got a lot to offer and I think you have just a cool job and I love how you've kind of forged your own path, which is something I just want to encourage people to do. So let's get right into it. I want you to tell us some about where you grew up and what you were like as a child. Yeah, so I am a small town country girl from Camden, South Carolina. Um, born and raised there. Everyone knows everyone. All my friends, my parents went to school with them or coached them or were their school teachers. Um, so very small town, very small football town. So I was a cheerleader. Um, growing up, I just knew I wanted to do something creatively. I was always that creative person. Um, always wanting, always outgoing, wanted to hang out with friends, um, looking at fashions. I love magazines. I was always flipping through magazines when I was younger and doing fashion shows for my family. Um, so that was me growing up, just bubbly, fun, excited little girl. Um, I loved clothes and loved to hang out with her friends in, in the small town of Camden. Um, the Walmart was our mall. So that's where we hung out a lot of the time. Very fun. I love that. I'm also from a small town, so I I know what that's like. Sometimes it feels like I loved it, but it was kind of like growing up in a little bubble. So for me, I wanted to experience something else when I got out of high school. So I went to the biggest city I could, which was Milwaukee, um, and I wanted to experience that big city life. What about you? How was it? What did What did you do after high school? Did you want to get out, or were you okay with staying? Um, same for me. So I knew I wanted to go to college, like somewhere close to where if I wanted to come home, I could. So I went to Francis Marion University, which is a small liberal arts school down near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, so I spent four years there, pledged a sorority there. And 
after afterwards, I decided to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, which was where my mom lived at the time, one of her sisters. I had some cousins here. So I felt it would be a great and it was so big to me. It was like the largest city ever. Um, so I thought it would be a great start for me to try to get into my career and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and after college, I spent five years here in Charlotte and decided I want to go wanted to go bigger. So I moved to New York for three years. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So I decided to go up there. Um, about five years after after I graduated college, and it was like the best um, best three years of my life. It was amazing. Wow, that is so cool. I love that. What did you study in college? What did you end up getting a degree in? Uh, communication, so PR. I had a degree in PR, a minor in business, and um, I just knew, you know, going into college, I knew I wanted to be a sports commentator. That was, that's what I wanted to do. No one can change my mind, but also after researching and getting into school and, you know, falling in love with PR, um, I kind of switched things up a bit and was so excited to work at an agency. I thought it was going to be so easy. I was going to apply and then get the job and I would be set. And it didn't work out like that. Um, got a lot of no's, got a lot of you don't have the experience. Um, you need experience. And I was like, well, if you don't give me opportunity, I'll never get the experience. So a lot of of hard work and interviews and jobs I didn't like to um, just working hard and finally kind of decided talking to a friend. A lot of people would reach out to me about hair care tips on Facebook. That's when Facebook was huge. They would DM me on Facebook and ask me questions about my hair or about an outfit for their date night um, and a lot of just fashion and hair tips. And a close friend of mine, one of my best friends was like, you should just start a blog and put it and write everything there and you can send people there. Um, so that's how, you know, my journey started of like creating my own career for myself. And when you started, was it something that you were like, this is what I'm going to make my career? Or was it just kind of like fun? You were just kind of doing it because, hey, like people ask me about this stuff. I'm sick of saying the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> this way I can put it in one spot. They can go all the way. For sure. That's exactly what it was. I like was just doing it for fun, something to do. Um, I was like, yeah, you know what? I should. And I could just send people there instead of, like you said, answering the same question 50 times. Um, and then uh, like maybe six months to a year into it, I received an email asking what my rate was for me to come and host an event inside of a Walmart. And I was like, hmm, my rate? And, you know, like it wasn't, you know, all the podcasts and the blogs and, you know, YouTube channels and all this stuff around blogging. So I had to go to Google and search and look and read and figure it out. Um, and that was like my first paid opportunity. And when uh, I realized like, oh, this can actually be um, my career, I can get paid for this, this can be a business. Wow, what was that like? Was that just like, so eye opening? I feel like the first time I remember hearing that, that you could get paid to do stuff like this, I was like, wait a second, like, what am I going to school trying to get a career, you know, in a cubicle for? You know? <laughs> Right. I was like four years for nothing. But no, yeah, it was I was so excited. I wanted to know more. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to network more and meet new people. 
Um, it was just something so different. And I didn't ever think that I could make money from doing something that really like being myself and sharing my thoughts and ideas um, and my what I've researched. So it was it was very exciting and eye opening for me um, and maybe get serious into creating a career for myself and creating my blog and um, and create and treating it like a business. What was your reasoning for coming back from New York? I kind of felt like so I, I was I was working as um um a social media strategist for Girl Scouts of the USA. Um, their home office is up in New York, and I've been there for like three years. And I just felt like I had done everything that I wanted to do in New York, and I kind of I had the experience. I had become a woman. Like, I just, I felt like it was time to take mm-hmm. the next step. And I didn't leave Charlotte because I hated it. I loved it. I love Charlotte. So it's like, well, why not go back there if you loved it so much? Like, you left for opportunity, more opportunity, and to, you know, open the doors of your, your blog and your business to more people. And you've done that. So go back to Charlotte. You loved it. Family was close. Um, so that was the decision in coming back. I just felt like my time was up there. I did it. Lived there for three years. I was tired of the snow. Girl, I hear you. It's snowing right now here in Wisconsin, and I'm about tired of it, too. <laughs> Tell me some about the rise of, of your blog, because it, it probably didn't take off overnight. I mean, maybe it did, but I, I tend to hear that a lot of people, you know, they have to put in some grunt work for a little bit. And there's a little bit of a time period where maybe there's a, there's people reading it, but like, it's not what you dreamed it to be, but you still got to put in put in the work. What was it like getting your blog up and running and, and getting it to that point where you had a, a big following? Oh, it was a lot, of, a lot of grunt work, a lot of networking and meeting people and giving out business cards and setting up meetings and um, just a lot of research and working on my blog, and my platform and researching social media and how to use it for good for my business and promote and market myself. So it was a lot of that. And I'm not like tech savvy to the point where I can build a whole website. So um, just getting to the point where I could pay someone to create a website that was visually appeasing that, you know, that people want to come to and easy to click around. And um, that took a lot of research, too, of what I wanted to look like, what I wanted it to feel like. Um, so yeah, that was that was the hard part. People always say like, "Oh, social media is so easy, just post every day," but they don't. I saw a meme going around of like what people see of you on social media and all the background stuff of what you're doing, the strategy, the research. Um, so it was it was a lot of hard work in the beginning of trying to grow my audience and you know thinking I needed to be everywhere on every platform and and instead just you know honing in on the, the ones that I was great at. And being great at those and, you know, maybe researching and adding others in later. Um, but it took a lot. It took I tell everyone that who wants to start, yes, just start, but be hungry and, you know, be eager to learn and research and take online courses um, to, to perfect your craft. Did you ever have any, you know, naysayers when you were like, yeah, I'm going to start a blog and that's what I'm going to do to make money? Did, like, what did your family think? Like, what did your friends think? Were they just kind of like, Melissa, like, this is not what you do. <laughs> like, what was that like? Yeah. So no one understood. My grandma thought I was a model. I think she still thinks I'm a model. Um, my mom was like, eh, I don't know about this. What do you mean? Especially when I 
you know, I was like, I think I'm going to quit my job and just, you know, do this kind of full time. It was like, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to do that? What are you going to do? So I invited my mom to an event that I did um, for a hair care brand just so she could go with me out of town and see what I did. And she finally it clicked. She was like, oh, okay. So this is how you make money. And this is what you do when you go out of town for events. I get it now. So she finally understood. And I, I knew once I had her, um, like that confirmation from her and from her understanding what I did, I would be good to go. Um, but yeah, my family don't get it at all. They don't understand. They're like, yeah, she does something on Instagram. <laughs> so they have no idea what I do, but they are proud of me and are excited. They are excited that I kind of created something for myself. Um, I have a lot of younger cousins, so they ask me tons of questions and kind of look up to me. So I know that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this apart for them, um, not all of it for me. So just showing them that, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do it. You just have to work very hard. How do you go about making, creating content? I mean, you're, I love your photographs. You have great style, obviously. We're going to talk about kicks and froze here in a little bit, but how do you go about creating content and keeping it fresh? You know, I mean, it's harder than it seems. Um, It definitely is harder. It, takes a lot of uh, planning. Sometimes that planning doesn't always get done and I'm scrambling last minute to to, um, turn in work, but it takes a lot of planning. I have a notebook. I have a planner. I have my Google calendar. I have my fiance as my backup calendar, making sure I get everything done. Um, So it takes a lot of planning, a lot of pre-planning. I pitch a lot to um, different brands for for work but it takes up a lot of um a lot of lists and a lot of calendar you know blocking off my calendars I travel a lot for the work I do with Cantu Beauty so I have to make sure on the weekends mostly when I'm home or you know after I'm done working with them during the day that's the time I dedicate to my blog my business Tell us some about your work with Cantu because that's a big part of what you do. Tell us how you got that relationship started. Um, yeah, so that relationship started from um, from my blog, really. I, I'll never forget. I just moved to New York. Um, it was like the first week of my job at Girl Scouts. And I get an email from Cantu from their PR team asking me to come to a breakfast. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I just started work. I'm going to come in late. And I talked to a friend that was working there too. And she was like, well, just tell them you'll be late. You have something to do at home and you can go and then come here after work. I was like, oh, perfect. Did that. Um, The breakfast was awesome. It was all these different magazine publications. um, And then me, I'm like, like huge bloggers. And then I'm sitting there like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? But I'm happy I'm here and I'm going to soak it up and, you know, network and meet people and stay in touch. And that's what I did. I met the global marketing director at the time. We kept in touch. Um, A couple months later during, this is another like great story during, it was a the Girl Scouts National like convention and I wasn't selected to go and I was so bummed and so upset because I wanted to go. 
And come to find out, Cantu had emailed me like a day after saying, can you work this event in New York? And it was the same days as the Girl Scout convention. So if I was selected, I would not have been able to do this, which, you know, opened up so many more doors. So I worked that event um, with the global marketing director. We went to dinner afterward. We stayed in touch. Um, and that relationship grew. She asked me to work more events. And then finally, three years ago, she gave me a call and was like, would you want to come work for us full time? Because at the time I was the brand's national ambassador. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I thought about it. She's like, you don't have to give me an answer now. I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I should do it. You know, I'll, you know, learn so much, meet so many different people, network. So I decided three years ago to stop working for myself and um, go back into working full time. I work from home. I don't work in an office, um, just my home office or or the kitchen counter, wherever. Um, but yeah, that opportunity came from just meeting at a brunch and it, it's gotten me to where I am today. So I'm very thankful to her for all she's done and helped me as, in my career as well. Wow. I just want to highlight a couple of things there for some of our listeners that that was a relationship that A, you were open to and B, that blossomed over time. I think some people think that, you know, with these these influencers, with these big partnerships that, I don't know, Target or Williams-Sonoma is just going to knock on your door one day and be like, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of free stuff. You just got to take pictures and post it. And like, that's typically not how it goes. It's usually a relationship that you have to cultivate and you, maybe you work with them a little and then they like your stuff and they're like, Hey, you want to work with us more? And you're like, yeah. And it's, but it's something that you nurture and grow. And it sounds like that's really what this relationship was. Right. I, I like to tell that too, to a lot of, a lot of my cousins and younger, you know, younger generation that, you know, it doesn't come overnight. This, it takes hard work. It takes grit and grind and also building those relationships. I rather have one year long partnerships um, with a brand than five little bitty ones. Um, So, and you never know, you know, what they can offer you, like you said. So it's just about, you know, working with those, cultivating those relationships, building um, and, and going for it and not, you know, thinking something is, you know, beneath you. Um, Sometimes you have to do the grunt work. I've, I've built I've built out, you know, um, Cantu booths and now I can just show up and say, yep, that looks nice. Let's go. So, I mean, from starting from the bottom, now I'm here kind of thing. (laughs) Hey, friend, I am sorry to interrupt because I know you are loving this episode, but I want to buy you a cup of coffee. That's right. Your next latte can be on me. All you have to do is head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and write a review. Every month, my team and I will be picking one lucky reviewer to be the review of the month. You'll get a special shout out on an episode just like this, and we'll send you a Starbucks gift card. It truly is that simple. So head on over to Apple Podcasts and drop your review right now. How do you um, balance, you know, your lifestyle creation and some of the stuff you do for your blog and working for other brands with what you're doing with Cantu? Um, um, oh yeah, that's, that's where it becomes a lot because I travel a lot for work for full time with Cantu. I'm on the road a lot. So I try to bulk shoot, whether I'm, you know, shooting outfits for my blog, I'll try to shoot like six to 10 in, in one, 
one day, one morning. Um, that way I have a lot of content for the next couple of weeks uh, while I'm out of town. So I'll do that. I'll bulk um, blog posts as well. So I'll write like five blog posts in a day and then take the other day and write five more. So I already have 10 kind of ready to go. I just have to add pictures in and, you know, release them weekly. So that's um, that's usually what I do and usually what's what's helped me because I don't get behind. I try to stay, you know, ahead of the game. Um, and I kind of use when I'm working and traveling as um, I try to use that as content as well. So I'll share some of the stuff I'm doing on my stories. I'll record a whole like IGTV video of me traveling and what I'm doing with the brand and what I'm doing for work. So it kind of um, it works with me sometimes because I'm able to share some of what I'm doing um, online, but then also just staying ahead of the game and bulk shooting and writing a ton of blog posts when I have the inspiration and feel inspired to write. I always tell, you know, people too, what works for me might not work for you, but you got to try things out and find that. And then just don't question it. And it sounds like you really have that down. Yeah, I try to just find something, you know, I don't I don't say that, you know, sometimes like right now, I'm just going through it creatively. I don't, you know, maybe I just need a break for a second. Um, But I just haven't had it in me since the beginning of the year. So I'm like, maybe February is my um, is my new year. So we'll see how I feel then. But I was like, maybe this break is needed. So always take a break. We burn ourselves out a lot, but also, you know, try to figure out a plan or something that works for you and do it. Try different things. I tried a whole bunch of other things, but the bulk shooting and the bulk blog post writing kind of helps me uh, stay ahead of the game. And I use my I use every bit of the 24 hours that I am given Um Always remember, you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. So that's stuck in my head every day. And I try to use whether I'm up super late at night, I'm a night owl usually. So I'm up super late working on blog stuff. And then all day I have for um, Cantu meetings and Cantu um, work. Tell us some about Kicks and Throws because I love this. And I love that you're the CKO, right? What does that stand for? Yes, that's the chief kicks officer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So all oh, this is kicks and froze is my baby. I like I, I just remember like coming up with it and just thinking about it. Oh, like thinking about it. And I kept trying to kick it out of my mind. You know, it's like you think of this idea and it's like, nope, don't have time for it. Can't add anything else to my plate. Go away. Idea. Leave me. Um, So I did that for a while. And then finally, I was like, you know what, let me just grab the Instagram, let me get a logo created and, you know, share some inspiration around sneakers and women. Um, So that's exactly what I did. I created um, the Instagram channel for it and I got a logo done out of like a shoestring and it's just uh, right now, it's just a page of inspiration, sneaker inspiration, showing women that they can wear sneakers and still be girly and fashionable and cute. Um, and you can wear sneakers with suits, with dresses, with sweat. It doesn't have to be all athleisure. It can be, you know, you can dress it up really cute as well. So I just wanted to show women that and give them inspiration of they can wear sneakers and be comfy in the office as well as, you know, on the weekend 
or to the gym. So I did that and then I decided to create some merch. So I have Kicks and Froze crewnecks and these sneaker money pouches that sell out like hotcakes. I haven't made any in a while and I have people emailing me every day like, when are they coming back? When are they coming back? So um, that's been going great for me. I don't know where Kicks and Froze is going to go. Maybe it'll be like um, an event series of where I do a certain amount of events a year. I don't want it to be a blog because I'm already running one blog. I have no time. Um, But I I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, You know, still brainstorming and thinking. I love having the merchandise and trying, you know, releasing different shirt styles and sweatshirts and all that stuff. So we'll see where it goes. But that's my little baby that I'm working on right now. I feel like as creatives, we're always thinking of new ideas and and always coming up with companies like every day. <laughs> so um, that's that's currently the Kicks and Froze brand and just the inspiration and showing women that they can rock sneakers and, you know, still kick ass too. Yeah, girl, I love that. Oh my gosh. So what are some of your, approximately how many sneakers do you have and what are some of your favorite sneakers? Oh gosh. Uh so we moved into our new house, new townhouse in November. We're still getting my sneakers from our old apartment. Like that's how many pairs of sneakers I have. <laughs> we're going to get the last pairs today and we're done and we can turn in the keys finally. But I probably have close to 200 pairs, maybe not 200 pairs yet, but close. The last time I counted was like 150 and I know I've probably bought like 25 or 30 pairs since then. Um, So I have a lot, a lot, a ton of sneakers. My favorites, some of my favorites, I feel like the Air Force One, all white Air Force One will never go out of style. So always a sneaker I'll have in my closet. And it's always a sneaker I'll buy multiples of. I have a pair now that I haven't even worn yet because I need to have a crisp new pair you know, you need to have a backup pair because they do get dirty <laughs> fast. Um, a Jordan 1. I love the Jordan 1 silhouette because it's not a bulky sneaker. It's very chic and classy to me. Um, I also love the Nike Cortez. I feel like that's never going out of style either. It's a great silhouette, especially for a woman. You can, you know, dress it up or dress it down. Uh, let's see my other favorites. Air Max 90, also my favorites. I just love the colorways that they do with those. Um, they're really kind of really funky colors or very neutral colors. And Air Max 95s are also another favorite. Um, the gray and green pair are the classic pair. I feel like you need to buy those like every time they're released. You're like the sneaker genie. I love it. You know all of it. So it's really cool. And I can tell you're passionate about it. How do you get inspiration for fashion and what you're wearing? You're, you're like such a risk taker when it comes to fashion, but it always looks so you whenever you post something, I'm always like, Oh, that's so Melissa. Like, how do you get that inspiration? And what do you have advice for people who are like trying to find their style and are a little, little confused? Yeah, my, um, Issa, my fiance says that all the time. He's like, only you can wear that. Like, how did you even think to put that together? Uh, but I just, I, I like playing around with a little bit of 
uh, like pattern. I love leopard print. So I love adding that into my look. Um, I, I do get inspiration from like Rihanna's style. I really love, you know, her style. Like it's kind of tomboy chic a little bit too when she wants to be. Um, I love Hailey Bieber's style, Justin Bieber's wife. I feel like her style is amazing. Like her street style is amazing. Um, so I, I kind of just go off of how I'm feeling for that day. If I'm feeling like sneakers or want to put on like a dressier boot and I, I look at different trends and different things happening and, you know, kind of mix and match what I have in my closet or what I purchase. What Zara is one of like my favorite stores that I'm always looking online to see what they have new, but I just, I just dress how I feel most of the time. And, and for my body type, I always tell people, you know, you might see something that looks good on, you know, someone else. And, you know, you might not like it when you try it on for your body type, but pieces may work. So the skirt that you saw someone with on may look good, but you might need to wear um, like a crew neck with it, a crop top crew neck. That way it's a high waist skirt and kind of covers if you have a little extra in the middle, but it's still kind of sexy and cute giving off the crop top vibe. Um, so that um, that's how I like to look at things, just dressing for your body, making sure you're comfortable at the end of the day. Um, I don't think I think I dress for comfort now, for sure. The older I get, it's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm not putting that on They're too tight. I don't want to wear. Them. Um, but just just go with how you feel, you know, look up, gain inspiration from looking in magazines. I do that all the time. Different color palettes. Um, but most of the time it's just being comfortable and, you know, and wearing what I like, even if other people don't like it. Yeah. And I think if you have confidence in what you're wearing and like, maybe that's why everything you wear is like, so, you know, looking so fly and fresh because you just, you have the confidence that like, yeah, I put this together. This is me and I'm going to rock it. So I think it's one of those things where you just have to be confident in what you're picking out and what you're doing. Yes, for sure. And thank you so much. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. So tell me some of your dream collaborations, some, whether it's businesses or fashion lines or, or anything like that, where you would love to work with them someday. Ooh, that is a great question. I've never been asked that one. Um, I love, uh, I love a Jeep Wrangler like that. I'm obsessed. I'm probably going to end up getting one. I've been t- trying to talk myself out of it out of getting one, but I just love them. So Jeep, working with working with Jeep would be, you know, amazing. I would love to work with them and partner with them on something cool. I love beer. I love trying different kinds of beer. I'm on like a beer break right now, trying to get shred for my wedding, shredding for the wedding. But I really love Blue Moon. So I would love to partner with them and work with them. Also, um, home decor companies, of of course. I I love like home goods. Oh, that would be a dream come true uh, to work with like home goods or American Express on, you know, budgeting when you're working for yourself and that sort of thing. So those are a few, a few brands that I would love to work with and I'm interested in working. I love that. Well, we just spoke into existence in the universe, so I think it's coming your way. Just give us some time. Yes, we did. <laughs> I will be waiting on it. So what do you have? What's in, in store for the future for you? What are some of your goals for 2020 and your, your dreams moving forward? What do you see for yourself and for Kicks and Froze and what you're doing moving forward? 
Oh, what's coming up for Kicks and Froze? I do want to have an event series. So I'm kind of just brainstorming right now, but that's on my goal list for 2020, like start an event series with Kicks and Froze, but I, because I believe it's a lot of women around Charlotte who are interested in sneakers, love sneakers, you know, want to chat about it, want to have different events around it. So that's something that I am looking into. Um, for Melissa Chanel, just keep pushing myself forward. Um, I'm trying to tackle YouTube this year. So that's something huge for me. Um, I've dipped, I've played around with it a little bit, um, but never like just focused in creating content and pushing things out. Um, so that is on my to-do list, um, growing my YouTube platform, you know, creating content there as well as, you know, reaching out to new brands, different brands, um, getting more sneaker partnerships. I was able to work with um, a few different sneaker companies last year. Uh, Foot Locker actually came to my house and we did an interview that was on their Locker Look series. So that was really cool. I was like in Times Square. People kept sending me messages. It was really fun. Um, I've done some stuff with the athletes foot here in Charlotte and I'm excited to see, you know, where, you know, me being a sneaker collector can take me. So I want more partnerships there and maybe even being able to create my own sneaker one day. That's something that's on my, on my goal list for sure. When you mentioned that collaboration, I was like, you need to partner with someone where you can make your own, make and design like your own sneaker or maybe like start your own sneaker line or something. Yes, that would be cool. That's definitely on my on my list of goals too. It's a couple different um, companies that have opportunities, so I'm gonna try to um, partner with them. But we will see. That's on my list to partner with and create my own sneaker. So I'm excited to speak that into existence. Where can people find you, Melissa, on your website and socials? Give us all your info. Yes, you can find me on melissachanel.com. I also offer uh, one-on-one boss talk sessions on melissachanel.com. So if you're interested in becoming a lifestyle blogger, if you're you know starting out and trying to figure out career or want to switch gears or want to create social media accounts, whatever you want to do, we can have a boss building session together. I do that all on melissachanel.com. You can also find me on Instagram, hanging out. Um, at Melissa Chanel, as well as Twitter, Melissa Chanel 2, and then follow my YouTube channel, Melissa Chanel, as well. And that's where you can find me for sure. So cool. I can't wait to see your YouTube channel evolve this year and see what kind of video content you're bringing because I love your photo content, it's so amazing. Thank you so very much. Yes, I have. I work with an amazing photographer here. Um, in Charlotte named Brandon Great. He is awesome and creates so many great moments for me. Did a great job on our engagement shoot, which I've been obsessing over those pictures. But yeah, I'm excited to see excited to see uh, how this video content works. Pray for me, please, because I know it takes a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> you have my prayers. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for sharing your story. I love just how authentically you you are. And I love that you're spreading that message around and everything you do. So thank you so much just for being you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so happy we were finally able to get together and make this happen. 
That was blogger and communications manager of Cantu Beauty, Melissa Chanel. For more inspiring interviews with people like Melissa, head on over to carriegillespie.com slash podcast. If you like today's show and want your next cup of coffee to be on me, don't forget to head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. While you're there, hit subscribe if you haven't already and share this episode with a friend. Keep up with the show by following along on Instagram. We are at Candidly Speaking Podcast and I am at Carrie.Gillespie. In the meantime, for more information, you can check out CarrieGillespie.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening today, friend, and I'll see you again next time.